Time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm trying to doll up a little bit because our guest today, the great Norman Chad, the mad cherub, the voice of the World Series of Poker, um, felt I was uh, maybe a little underdressed for my own podcast. So if I button up, it'll give it a little more of a... Is that better, Norm? Is that a little bit more of a formal... uh, yeah, this still feels like a rehearsal for home improvement, but go right ahead. Do your well, you know, they they uh let's be honest, they made a lot more money than both of us combined. Uh <laughs> and I'm talking the third lead, not even the good kid, the little kid who got like no lines, way, way richer than Norm and I. Uh all right, before we get going, um, in the wake of another um shooting, Michigan State this time. Uh, I'm going to say, let's get everybody to the table. The, uh, the 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 gun lobby, the anti-gun lobby, the mental health people, and Congress. And Congress will be the hardest to get to the table, even with the NRA, because they're busy. They got laptops. They got to investigate a lot of documents in uh, shirt boxes in people's garages. Those are very important. Um, but could we stop with that? We elected you to work. Roll up the sleeves, work. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Get something done. Get this done. There's got to be a way to get this done. It's that simple. And you start by getting to the table together. And if you need a writer, I'm here. Call us. Norm's a writer as well. We will write whatever you need for the meeting. But we got to have a meeting with everybody at the table because this is bullshit. Uh, And then the other thing before we get really rolling is um, uh, my nose blew up. Again this morning, a lot of allergies. Are you feeling allergic uh, this morning, Norm? And don't say I've never given you a setup. <laughs> I even though we were on Zoom, uh, <laughs> my allergies are cropping up in your presence. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, it's kept us from becoming uh, the comedy duo that swept the nation about 15 years ago was uh, just that we, we had great chemistry, horrible allergies to each other, which uh, no doctors could ever figure out. <clears throat> so I'm flying high. I got a, uh, I got a couple of Allegra in me. I don't, I don't care what the doctors say. I pounded two of them, Norm. Yeah. Screw that. And, uh, and then uh, Gary, I still have uh, some magic mind left. So I pounded one of those. So I'm jacked, man. I haven't been this jacked since I played fucking drums in a band in college. That right, was you're overlooking uh, a cure all for me is uh, grit free metamucil. Uh, grit free metamucil. Irregularity, wow. allergies, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, it's and it's flavored. So I would rush out to your nearest pharmacy and wow. go the latest metamucil. Now, do they have one of those that makes you dick hard? <laughs> with, with the wine in the background, you actually could have said, check, please. 
<laughs> and got the hell out of here. Uh, all right. Uh, listen, before we get going, Chet, uh, do you have an update for us? Do I have an update? Is there a weird cylindrical device hovering mere feet over my house as we speak? Of course I have an update. Time for the Waterhouse Update sponsored by Corn Hell, the only cornhole game with a 20-foot drop into a fire pit. Super Bowl, Kansas City, like mediocre street performers in Portland, they just keep coming at you. Eagles did Jalen Hurts like Serpico. Uh, just left him stuck in a door jam, taking a bullet to the cheek with zero backup. Nobody worked for the kid. Rihanna used halftime to reenact her pregnancy with a hundred spermatozoa dancing around her in a frenzy. Anyone ever think the term red titanium bra would be trending? Well, there you have it. And of course, Terry Bradshaw proved it's never too late to get CTE. That item is sponsored by the Thunder Burps. The Air Force belching team. More Super Bowl Philly fans blaming the loss on a late game defensive holding call. This after the Zebras let the uh, Phil's tight end patty cake a ball off his helmet till he finally corralled it in the third row. New York giveth and New York taketh away. Both teams slipped around on the painted field like Sadie Hawkins dance at the Clown College. That item sponsored by Temporopedic. The lightly fried adjustable mattress. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1938, the place, Augusta, Georgia. Patty Berg wins the ladies' championship by 14 strokes. Second place, so far behind, they were hidden by the curvature of the earth. That's how far behind me. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Sticky Buns. The breakfast joint with funny waitresses. That sticky buns. Now back to Jeff and the great Norman Chad, one of my heroes. Thank you, Chet. Uh, let's get let's dive right in, Norm. Uh, this Super Bowl. Uh, what'd you make? First of all, I made some bets, and I actually, Gary, I didn't come out too bad. I wound up losing about sixty bucks. I actually won about four hundred. How did you do that? Weren't we we were apparently we were not doing the same bets. I I didn't I I made my bet on uh, the morning of the Super Bowl, but uh, for some I had a wild hair, so I put uh I put about sixty bucks on any one player to score three touchdowns, and Jalen Hurts took care of me. Wow, uh, that must have gotten some good odds on that. It was like plus seven hundred, I think, or plus six fifty, wow. something like that. Yeah, wow. sweet. That's that's quite a call on your part. Yeah, I was very lucky. I also bet on uh, Travis Kelsey to be the MVP and definitely lost that one. So, uh, you know, one one for two. But eight catches, one TD. They just went away from him in the fourth quarter. Uh, had he caught, I think, had he caught like eleven balls and scored two TDs. He might have been MVP. I, I was feeling pretty With good Patrick about that Holmes. one in the first quarter after that first throw to him. But then you're right. They yeah. just they kind of slowed down. Norm, did you bet the game? Do you bet? Do you just play poker? Do you bet sports? I have not bet sports since the summer of 1984, my friend. Wow. That would I, be the dream team. I was not born. Okay, Gary. <laughs> Yeah, heard, you don't have to rub it in. Jesus. <laughs> heard enough from you. So, yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> had a, heard enough from you. <laughs> I've had, I love his voice. I love his that, that he, he did a prop bet with three touchdowns in a game for a player, which is amazing. That's, that's very rare in the Super Bowl. But, yeah. uh, yes, I had a bad week uh, betting baseball, and I decided to quit. Yeah. I quit. Smart move. Yeah. yeah. And uh, – 
you know, a lot of people say it's bad to quit. And I, but I think uh, that's an example of a silver lining. You quit and your life is, uh, I was going to say your life is healthier and more robust since then. Actually, Maybe not though. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> That wasn't the result, but it has saved me a lot of time and money and stomach. That's true. Uh, stomach agita and all that. Yeah. Time, money, agita, and yet you can argue with success, it appears, because maybe you'd be uh, <laughs> being more excited. For it. So here's here's what I want. I want Kansas City to win. I took the Chiefs. Good. I took the over. And then I won that uh, $30 bet, Gary. I can't remember which one it was, that paid $1.20. I bet I, I was going to bet 20 And then the odds were so bad that the uh, bet online program would not – they forced me to bet $30 so that I could win over a dollar, but I won that. And what was that uh, near certainty? I, I can't remember what that was. That there would be a fourth down at some point of the second quarter. <clears throat> Perhaps. Yeah. That may have been it. Although that, that would not have been a good bet in the fourth quarter because good Lord, Kansas city, just uh, the entire second half. I don't think they, they didn't punt. They just had four drives, four scores. It's, it all came down uh, to halftime adjustments, my friend. Halftime adjustments. Yeah. I lost to Rihanna uh, wearing a blue dress. That was one of my biggies. Uh, Kelsey, uh, MVP. That was one of my biggies. And then I bet red Gatorade dump, and it came out purple. Purple. What, purple where was that when Prince was, was doing the Plus 800. That's ridiculous. Wow, yeah, it should have been at least plus 800. It was purple? Wow. It was purple Gatorade, yeah. So I lost that one. Uh, what do you make of the Philly fans uh, crying in uh, in their uh, energy drinks mixed with the peppermint schnapps this morning? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the reasons it's nice to root for the Chiefs is because they're not backed by Philly fans. <laughs> Philly fans... Are you know the the, uh, the Mount Sinai of bad sports fans? And yeah, you you pointed out or Chet pointed out earlier in that game that non reversal of the catch on the sideline in which he was still like I think he was he was bouncing it on his helmet and put a hand up there and somehow he got his two feet in when he was already out of bounds and he had never gotten control of the ball until he was into the third row. But th- that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't matter. And then the the obvious pass interference against the uh against the Eagles, which was not called mere moments before that catch, I believe. There was a there there was I think they I think they got Marquez Valdez Scantling's wallet. That's how bad the mugging was. <laughs> the announcers made uh no call. Made note that they got they got away with one there. So yeah, that that final call it's unfortunate because it was just a great game and then it had a dud finish because of that penalty and then the kneel downs for the field goal. Yeah. But I'm happy it happened to, to the Philly fans. You know, they, they, they use this one size fits all. It's a Philly thing for every indiscretion that they, that they, that, that, that they perpetrate it. And it actually, it's kind of smart. If, if, if Jeffrey Dahmer had thought about this, his court defense would have been, it's, you know, it's a Dahmer family thing. Uh, you know, sometimes we want Italian, sometimes we want Chinese. So the Philly sure. fans are just beyond reproach. Yeah, they are, they are a breed in and of themselves that, uh, you know, even in the Rust Belt, the Rust Belt always tends to have some sort of 
often a redemptive story around it for the chip on the shoulder uh, before the giant bar fights, of course, in Pittsburgh and Green Bay and places like that. But at least there's a, a core of redemptiveness to it. But uh, Philly, it's just it's just balls to the wall hate from the get. It's it's impressive. I'll give them that. It is impressive. Um, but um, man, that buck is going about forty miles an hour. They're passing it so fast this morning. They, uh, I used to take it's the refs. It's the coaching. It's the play. You know, Jeff. I used to take Amtrak uh, from Washington D.C. to New York and New York to Washington D.C. a lot. Most most. The most dangerous part of that journey, besides, you know, and there's a lot of dangerous parts of an Amtrak trip. You know, first of all, you're lucky enough if you get to your destination that same day. And then you yeah. want, you, hopefully the conductor is, is not going 120 miles an hour, you know, while drinking vodka and Red Bull. But <laughs> the most dangerous part is, especially on, on like a Friday or a Monday where those things are jam-packed, when you get to the Philadelphia station and those doors open for the Philadelphia crowd to come in because seats are spare. They come charging. It's like the running of the bulls. You hold on to your seat in front of you, and you hope you do not get knocked over while you're already seated. That Philly crowd is just ridiculous. Yeah, you're actually praying that the stop before Philly on the Amtrak has some sort of chemical spill and fire. And it does, because it's Trenton. It does. And that's, you know, that's my favorite stop. Because we have to, we have to leave the train. There is a reason, folks, that they built uh, the entire city of Trenton out of concrete because it can't burn down during all the chemical fires. It's a huge plus. Um, so yeah, the calls even out, and Philly's got to calm down on that. Uh, Hurts Mahomes, Mahomes, to me, on another planet strictly because of the intangibles what he can do physically is amazing uh but at some point that could be duplicated he's not like throwing a 70 yard incredible deep ball he's shoveling almost pickleball style sometimes he's doing weird uh you know cornhole beanbag i mean it's amazing but it might be duplicated at some point. It's the intangibles. When I realized, okay, he's got essentially a brand new offensive line. He's got a seventh round pick at running back. <laughs> he's got the aforementioned Marquez Valdez Scantling as essentially as number one, splitting with an slightly injured Juju Schuster, whatever. The, the, you know, these are names you're throwing around when you're scrambling in the last 10 minutes of your fantasy football league, they are now Super Bowl champs. That's the amazing thing to me. Hertz is an unbelievable player, and I think he will get there just because he he's not going to let himself not get there. That's my feeling. But I, I Mahomes is unbelievable. Yeah, Hertz, by the way, that, that might have been the best performance by a losing quarterback in the Super Bowl. You know, and I actually have seen them all. So it might be the best I can remember. Uh, as far as Mahomes, you got it right. You know, I think we're blessed uh, as as fans that right now there are several performers that just you just sit down and you want to watch. And I would put in the short list of that uh, Mahomes, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Shoei yeah. Otani, and Marjorie Taylor Green. Those four, when they're on the screen, yeah. you're walking by, you stop and you see what they're doing. Absolutely. And when you're looking for a silver lining, when you're trying to be positive, 
uh, in an era of absolute nitpicking, ball-busting hell, you can look at Marjorie Taylor Greene and think to yourself, that's a quality third base coach right there. Because she's got the low center. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We'll be right back. And we're back. See how much better that sounds? That is an incredible move on her part. Yeah. 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 Top notch. So uh, never let it be said that we don't try to spread some love around. Uh, speaking of love. Uh, hey, hang on, guys. That uh, that one's sponsored by Mulch Appreciated, the Grateful Landscapers. And this upcoming conversation, sponsored by Masculinin, sheets that can handle what a man brings to bed. Take it away. Thanks, Chet, for that interruption. Um, Terry Bradshaw kind of crossed a line officially, I think, into maybe... He, per- he needs recording to- in progress. Something did not go right with Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I don't know what his normal morning routine is, but something went a little off because he started with that whole thing with Michael Vick, where some of my best friends are Negroes. I mean, he literally almost said that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wound up, he essentially called Andy Reid fat. You're and, waddling over here, big fellow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was a, a drunk uncle at a bad wedding. It it was not a good look, not good optics. No, and he's you know he he is, you know we all we all decline in our uh, post years of sure. beyond thirty five. Uh, Terry, the last ten years, Jesus, and I love Terry Bradshaw. 35. Yeah, hey, uh, Terry, the last, the last few years, it's it's almost as if he's already in the Smithsonian. There's a bust of him. <laughs> and somehow he's rolled on out there. And he's talked recently that he just thinks he just wants to die on set. He wants to come out there and he just he's not going to wow. give up. And he's just do it until he can't do it any further. And he's definitely had some bad moments uh, the last few seasons. So he's yeah. really gone from, you know, you know, Joe Montana, like as a studio guy to closer to, I don't know, who should we say? Yeah. Uh, uh, junior samples is who okay, I Okay. Junior samples. The, 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 yeah. the, yeah, I think he was, uh, at, uh, at Brittany college. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Terry's just not what he once was. No. So he's had some, he's had some bad moments. And who would have thought that, uh, Terry Bradshaw, and the great cult comedian Dick Sean would have anything in common. <laughs> Sean wanted to die on stage and did. He he actually, and he was, if you don't know Dick Sean, look him up, Google him, uh, find YouTube videos. He uh, was always unpredictable and insane, even on The Tonight Show back in the 60s when that was unheard of. And uh, he was working and he did one of his incredible physical spins and fell down and everybody thought he uh, was kidding and he'd had a heart attack and had died right then. So I admire that in Terry Bradshaw, that he would want to die right on stage because quite frankly, if he has any sort of medical issue on stage with that crew, there's nobody, there's nobody going to, there's a, nobody's probably motivated to get to him. 
to try to help him. And B, really? Are, is Kurt, whatever his name is, going to get out of his chair and get over there? It's going to take 14 minutes. Kurt's not going to get out of his chair. Howie and Jimmy are uh, a bit long in the tooth. Michael Strahan doesn't want to, you know, he's got a really nice suit on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you do remind me, though, Jeff, about Dick Sean, that there, uh, there, there's a Poker Hall of Famer, uh, Jack Strauss, who said that he wanted to die at the poker table while losing because you can't take it with you. Pretty smart. And wow. he, he called his shot. He actually had a heart attack at the table and he was losing that night and he passed away. So that's really hard to do. Holy crap. That's impressive. I I gotta think somebody had a side bet on that. Oh, and, always. <laughs> okay. and, and one big talk about a guy who's not racing to help someone. <laughs> Right. Talk See? about a guy who's leaving his Heimlich in the back pocket. The what guy who's know? got uh, 1,200 to 1 odds that Strauss is dying tonight. You know, <laughs> when you have a vested interest, and let me bring up a semi-serious point about the problem with replay. I've been making this point for, for since it started in 1986 for serious. You have, for instance, do you remember the call a couple in the in the Eagles 49ers game where I think it was Devontae Smith made a spectacular fourth and 14 yes. bomb catch that, as it turned out, was not a catch, and we only saw one right. replay? You have replay producers who are gambling on the game, okay? If you have an interest in the game, mm. let's say you have the Eagles minus 10 in that game or whatever you have right. in that game, and right. you see a replay that's going to affect your action. It's going to affect whether you win your bet or not. You might hold that replay off, or you might look extra hard for a replay to prove this is another. This is a, this is the the thing that's hidden in broad daylight that people don't realize is that obviously people in television might be betting, and they may be holding back a replay or sh- trying to look for an extra replay because they have money on the game. Guaranteed, right. that's happening. I uh, want to believe this uh, because I, it makes a lot of sense, and yet for me. It's such a slippery slope. If I buy this and it's so buyable, I'm honestly with my personality about an hour and a half from QAnon. That's how quick I'd go down that slope. Uh, so I, I do believe it though. And I don't know. I don't know who New York is. Everything goes to New York. And I don't believe I don't know if the league has some sort of official setup. I think they're just randomly calling sports bars in New York and getting four or five guys together to make a call. Interesting. So I I had thought, I had hoped, just like the NBA has its replay center in Secaucus, New Jersey, if anyone can believe that, that New York was three or four Supreme Court-like justices looking at this. Your contention, (laughs) your contention no. Is that there's you know like the yard house in Midtown Manhattan that That's they right. call that particular location and they get those four guys yeah. at the bar drinking Bud by the bucket. Yeah, the only uh, call that New York actually makes the league offices is something like this: Do we want Bronx or do we want the Bridge and Tunnel crowd for this call? That's it, and then they just ferry it out to a uh, the Nathan Alls of Long Island. And there's two 90-year-old Jews having soup. And they go, I can't see it that well. 
I say no catch, and then you're done. That's it. I don't get it. I don't get New York. I don't get the calls. I don't get the replay. Uh, and I, I, But I did get – here's what I liked. I, for the first time in a while to me, the coaches were super well-defined and not great-looking. I love that combination. Uh, uh, nothing against Nick Sirianni, younger dude, decent, solid looking guy for a working class Italian. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're up against the Taylors and the and the McVeighs of the world and the Lafleurs, yeah, you know, he's not runway modeling. Uh, especially, he, he's fond of spitting, which you know. That just comes. Uh, spit during the America the Beautiful, or yeah, America the Beautiful, because then he was crying during the Star Spangled Spanner. Yeah, yeah. So there's moisture coming out of him virtually at every tune, uh, <laughs> which is which. I'm going to be frank. Very natural for an Italian as well. Uh, a lot of crying during songs. So I go with them. I like the near throwing of a lot of things in happiness and in anger. He's the only coach I've ever seen do that. Literally, like. They score and his headphones come off and he's doing the, the big windmill whip. And I'm like, you scored. What do you do when you get a bad call? Um, super well-defined and perfect for Philly. And, of course, Andy Reid. Best offensive mind since George S. Patton. Uh, just so amazing. I love those guys and I love coaches who aren't cookie cutter. What did you make of that coaching matchup? Uh, we, I, I'm, I'm happy for Andy Reid because, uh, you know, he was run out of Philly uh, because for 14 years he could not win the Super Bowl. They ran him out of town. They ran him out on a rail. They ran him out on Amtrak, on a delayed Amtrak to another town. But let me tell you a weird piece of trivia about Andy Reid, which means nothing in particular, but it's just so odd. The last seven Eagles-Chiefs games, okay, he has been the head coach for one team or the other. And he has won all seven games. When he was the Eagles coach, three times he beat the Chiefs. And then he's beaten the Eagles as a Chiefs coach four straight times. He's seven for seven. That's just kind of a weird, whoo, how could that happen? Wow. Here's what I'm now proposing, just based on that anecdote. You, me, Gary, we're the New York booth from now on. That's it. We're going to get it right. And we're going to have fun doing it. And we'll mix in anecdotes. See, they'll have to cut to us live. Because, you know, Mike Pereira is getting so much screen time, he signed a Netflix deal. Come on, everybody. I mean, I say you get the three of us. We're the booth. We're the replay. I agree with you. And actually, I I, I like Mike Pereira, by the way. He's the OG. Great guy. And he's spawned, you know, Dee Blandino, who's a Mike Pereira wannabe. Uh, and and Gene Steratore, who who you know has the energy of an inchworm, but my career is the OG, so I do like him. But I do like the idea because with the three of us, it's generational, multi generational. Because Gary pointed out he was not born in 1984. Ooh, I'm impressed. So we get the younger crowd and yeah. the older crowd making these calls. Sure, and by older crowd you mean you, and then we get really old people with me. So oh, correct. Yeah, I forgot you yeah, are. We get people. Yeah, I'm. I look great, folks, but I am literally 103 years old. I invented the drop kick. That's how old I am, all right, for the extra point. 
Remember that? Do you remember? I I remember actually seeing that as a kid. Drop I was kick. like 10. I think it was a Lions-Packers game, and the Lions got drop-kicked for an extra point. Back, back in the day, besides the drop kick, I remember they had a problem with the, this field for some reason. It's you know it's grass and mild weather, and for some reason they don't know to just water it three times a week for fifteen minutes instead of what they did to it. Back in the day, Jeff, we played on dirt. The NFL, yeah. I, I'm a, I played in the pre-NFL, the AAFC, the All American Football Conference, and we played on dirt with rocks and pebbles. Okay, right. so we didn't have to worry about the grass. You just fell onto yeah. the dirt, and no slippery grass like they had here in, in Glendale, Arizona. No, no. And you were literally the nose tackle. That's how. That's how long ago it was. One hundred seventy pounds. You both five hundred seventy pounds. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we were we played two ways. I was also the center. I was actually I spent two years as the backup center uh, when Otto Graham was was quarterback yeah. for the uh, year. And Brown. not only, uh, folks, this is way back. Not only was there no health insurance, uh, Norm had to pay for his own glasses if they broke. Which is even if you broke your leg. Jeff, yeah. you literally yeah. walked it off. You walked it off. We didn't have these. They go into the wow. medical yeah. tent. Okay. They go into the medical tent where they've got yeah. house and, and Marcus Welby. No, you walked yeah. it off. And then you came back in after one play. You had to sit yeah. out. No, you guys lived in tents. Those are the only tents you had. This is back when it was like seven on seven. There were a lot of hobos. A lot of hobos filled out a lot of rosters there. That's back when the Amtrak wasn't fast enough to kill hobos yet. <laughs> they <would> literally <laughs> live by the tracks and wait for the AAFC to come in and recruit them. Hey, I like the way you're handling that can of beans. Get over here, pal. I think you could be a defensive back. I don't know where I'm going with this. Halftime, what'd you think? You know, I got nothing against Rihanna, but you're not supposed to fly when you're pregnant. <laughs> So I imagine if you're not supposed to fly when you're pregnant, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be airlifted and dropped into a stage 200 feet up from the, yeah. okay, and then perform in some, you know, living room curtains. Uh, yeah, David Blaine was going, whoa, whoa, no, stop. <laughs> no, she, you know, she's a top flight performer, but in terms of, you know, Bruno Mars is probably my favorite halftime performer. Uh, and then followed by Up With People, which would have been the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, sure. Up With People. And Up With People had to pound through it back when it was like kind of a corporate gig. Uh, You know, when people, I think they did like 67. I think they did the second Super Bowl. And that was still when the stadium wasn't sold out and People would like mingle and buy drinks at halftime. And it was noisy is what I'm saying. And not nobody was paying attention. <laughs> they had to work a really tough crowd. And they did. Whether and you it, like up with people's music or not, they worked a very tough crowd that second. But what disturbed me about it, and you're right, nobody was listening to them, is that the thing about up with people, Jeff, is that they had a very positive message. They were up with people. And I think it was yeah. if we listened more to them, then we wouldn't have the last 10 years where either someone's grabbing their crotch or there's a nipple. We would have had more up with people, and we might not have the polarization we have today in these United States. You could be right. We went from up with people to fuck up with people. There you go. And it has not served us well. Amen. Preach it. (laughs) Oh, man, we're already out of time, Norm. Look at that. I promised you 30, and we're in and out. 
what the hell more do we need to do? Chris Stapleton crushed his part of the anthem. However many anthems there were, however many songs were at the beginning. I was actually making popcorn for my wife and daughter during the uh, anthem things. So, oh, that was your. Did you just eat snacks during the game, or uh... we snacked during the game, and then had pizza shortly after the game. When I, when I went from oh man, I didn't do anything, and then I looked at my betting sheet and I went, oh, I got most of my money back. Yeah, I'll have a piece of pizza. So that helped. But you don't gamble, so you don't care. Uh, can I recommend uh, for the future? Because I, I'm, I, this yeah. is, I'm not getting endorsement money. But I rediscovered Fresca. Are you familiar with Fresca? Sure. Uh, yeah. Like Fresca, they pulled off the market because yeah. it could take rust off of bolts. Okay. Well, they, they corrected that problem. The aftertaste is still there. <laughs> Course correction. <laughs> and Fresca is quite refreshing. So if you if you're a diet coke person wow. and you want to just switch it up a little with a you know a grapefruit citrus feel, you get fresca. Wow. Okay. Get fresca. Man, I, I tip of the cap to Fresca for designing the can to look like some kind of healthy water. <laughs> they now call it sparkling soda water, but it has more <laughs> chemicals in here than the Chernobyl bathtub. This is fresca. It's good, though. <laughs> Look what it's done for Norm, folks. Uh, huge thanks to Norm Chad. Follow him on Twitter, at Norman Chad. And uh, where else can we find you? I know you got you always got uh, several things cooking here. World Series of Poker might be soon, isn't it? When is it? Uh, it starts at the end of May, June. I got nothing else. Yeah, but we'll have this World Series of Poker on the CBS Sports Network and on Poker Go. And otherwise, I'm just uh, I'm sleeping in. I'm sleeping in a lot. Good for you. That's uh, you know that that's a good tip for staying healthy. Fresca and sleep. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. My album, what was I thinking? Streaming everywhere, and in fact, it's on um, the uh, Jeff and Larry's uh, comedy channel on Sirius Plus, Laughs USA on Sirius. Thank you, Sirius, for playing those clips. And folks, if you listen to those channels, uh, call them up or shoot them an email and uh, request more Jeff Cesario. Uh, the Play With Pain Mugs, available at jeffcesario.com. Those are uh, huge gifts. You got Father's Day uh, right around a quarter. <laughs> oh, pick one up. Pick one up now while you're thinking about it. And bam, you're covered. You're, you pick up a couple, a little uh, extra gift bay that you have in your closet. Those are great for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. We're going to be doing some uh, writer's rooms coming up uh, where I'm talking to writers from uh, various television writer's rooms, stand-ups about their writing process, musicians about their writing process. I'm going to have Norm back for that too because uh, it's going to be too much fun. Uh, so tell your friends. Uh, Chet, uh, do you have anything cooking this weekend? I'll be in Paola Bay, the Bahamas calling the sixth-year Seniors Bowl for ESPN Leftovers. This is their last gridiron shot before they have to shout pork belly purchase orders on the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade. Sponsored by Exasperilla, the soda that tests your patience. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. <laughs>